What's up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, Rad Parenting, sitting across from a co-host, Anaya Bo. Welcome to our show, Summer. Right around the corner, Anaya. Although you'd never know it in LA. Are we even in LA anymore? I gotta say, right now, <laughs> for everyone that's listening, I guarantee you the weather where you are is way better than what we're sitting in right now. It's raining. Yeah, it seems like every day. May 31st, raining. Yeah, that's unheard of. I call BS on that. Me too. I'm <laughs> over it. <laughs> but Mother Earth loves it. Yeah, but you know what? I moved to LA and I like the sun. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, it's affected my mood for the last... Oh, it's for been sure. like this for a month. Yep, I know. And we're not even into June gloom yet. So what? I don't know what. Anyway. It's going to be June It's ridiculous. June. People are listening to this who do not live in SoCal going, shut your mouth. Exactly. Right but hey, check it out. You don't live in Southern California for a reason. I get it. I'm just saying that I never realized that not getting the sun would affect my mood as much as it has. Yeah. It's just- uh, That's why Seattle has, I think, one of the highest um, suicide rates- Absolutely. In the country because there's not a lot of vitamin D happening there. Ain't no joke. Ain't no joke. Uh, I wanted to- um, so it's a trip that summer is literally starting, and today's show um, will dip into summer a little bit. Uh, before we start anything, want to thank everyone for all of the uh, being a part of the beta. That is amazing. Anea is super stoked on that. Yes, I am. Yes, that is exciting. Hey, uh, Father's Day is right around the corner, and a lot of our listeners are in Los Angeles. So here we go right now. You ready for this? June seventeenth, Father's Day. At 9.30 p.m., the Improv Hollywood, I will be headlining there uh, a Father's Day show. Uh, Kira Satanovich from The Tonight Show will be on it. Jason Collings, uh, who tours all the time uh, everywhere, uh, all over the United States. Another great comedian. Plus, we have a couple special guests. But Rad Parents, if you want to go to the show, all you got to do right now is email radparenting at gmail.com. This is the first time that I'm calling out to our Los Angeles parenting community because I would love to see you guys all show up and I'm going to have a whole, this is what I found out from the improv, we're going to have a whole rad parenting section. I love it. And yeah. I was actually just, I was waiting for you to finish because this is the first I'm hearing about the show, but I want to be there. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, That'd be I, the, awesome. the, the, uh, the idea is, is that you're there, I'm there, it's Father's Day and what I talked to the club about because they're super excited. They're Because one of the uh, people that work there is a dad and he's like, mm-hmm. I love the show. And I get, you know, I'm like, okay, he's like, I'm going to get you your own section so all the rad parenting people can all sit oh, together. Oh, that's awesome. And the improv is such a great venue. They yeah. just isn't a bad seat in the house. It's really intimate and Yeah, awesome. so if you're in LA, hell, if you're not in LA and you want to come out for the weekend, go for it. Radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have our own section for you at the improv here in Hollywood. And I really hope that you all will show up because it's going to be a great night. And bring your parents, uh, and, you know, and don't trip out with like, um, if you've ever seen my standup, it's like it's like it's definitely not Disney, but it's not X-rated. It's like PG thirteen. Yeah, and I would say that like my kids come to the show. Yeah, which I've seen them there. I love that they come now. And if you uh, bring your kid, they will let your kid in as long as they're You're with, with you. Yeah. So if there's kids that listen to Rad Parenting with their parents, you are invited as well. So that is the business right there. One more time, radparenting at gmail.com. The show is June 17th, 9 p.m. at the Improv in Hollywood. Ah, there you go. Okay. With all that said, summer right around the corner. Uh, we were talking about uh, a list of things, whether, hey, are you doing summer camps? Are you doing this? Yeah. Are you doing that? And you and I started talking, Anaya, about chores. 
Yeah, well, some because I partly because I was saying summer can be an opportunity to sort of reboot anything that you've gone off the rails with. Well, right? I made a joke about it. That you, you said, "What are your kids going to do this summer?" And I want I work. You know, that's what yeah. I want them to do. But it opened up a bigger conversation, and it's been uh, a conversation that we've talked about briefly on the show a while ago. But I wanted to reopen it up again, and I just. As far as a beginning and a middle and an end, we will get to that. But the the idea of today's topic is chores, mm -hmm. the importance of them, right? The importance of chores to your own growing and who you became as an individual. Yep. You will talk about that. I'll yep. talk about that. Um, also, chores in 2018, and also just. In our own experiences with some of the families you work with, some of the families I'm friends with, mm -hmm. and just basically the general idea mm -hmm. of different people and their attitudes towards chores, towards, towards, uh, God, it sounds like a tongue twister. <laughs> basically the attitude, working at home, having daily activities that you're responsible for. Also, I want you to touch on what those type of activities build in our kids mm -hmm as they grow older. And then also I'll be totally honest and share with you, you know, the good, the good and the bad in my own household. And hopefully you will too. Sure. So I'm not just on the hook for it <laughs> to be honest, because it yeah. gets difficult doing yes. this. So let's just start, let's just start with, um, I think it'd be neat just to start out with like, what are the benefits that you have found or any research that you know about with our kids having daily chore activities. Yeah, so I pulled up a study that is pr pretty recent and it talks about um, the fact that children who do have a set of chores, so I'll just read this directly, children who do have a set of chores have higher self-esteem, are more responsible, and are better able to deal with frustration and delay of gratification, all of which contribute to greater success in school. And I would argue, and in life. You know, I absolutely daily interactions. We're not in this world living in a bubble. We all have inter daily interactions. We will have responsibilities throughout our lives. Um, and I always talk about you know our kids growing up in our home. That is a that's the testing ground. That's the playground. That's where they can practice to to so that by the time they leave the nest, they are capable of being competent, contributing members of society, which is I think what we want. Why do why do I like when you're saying that I, I and I totally agree with it 100. percent I think yeah I do too you know not to not to say where I've gotten in my life is because my mom you know growing up with my mom single parent I had so many chores to do mm -hmm. I mean from the moment I, from the I remember doing chores from the uh, you know from you know it, it, I like seven years old mm -hmm. I had a I had a list of chores to do and when I got older fifth grade sixth grade seventh right. grade eighth grade there was a list of chores I had to do every single day when I got home uh, I don't ever remember any pushback I don't remember giving pushback to my mom about the things I had to do whereas right now in in my own household the pushback that I receive from any activities that are like hey I need you to do a B mm -hmm. and C there's I know that when I bring it up there's gonna be a pushback why do you think there's such a difference between the generation me and you grew up with and and our own generation of raising our own kids to to say hey I need the dishwasher emptied and before you you know go out to play I need the the um you know trash cans in the house right. emptied clean up your room let's do a little vacuuming yeah growing up for me I would just do it. Uh -huh. Why? Why do you think we have more of a pushback now? 
Well, I think that there's, I think there are a few answers to that question. Um, one, I think, because when I, when you and I were chatting about this earlier and I said to you the whole thing about pushback or like, do you remember when your chores started? And you really didn't know, like, you're like, it was just always that way. I remember just, it was a thing I did. And I think that that is really key is that um, when it was sort of just, this is what we do, right? So our parents' generation would have still been very tied to a generation where everybody pitches in or we don't survive. And um, one of the points that you made, and it was true in my case as well, is it wasn't like it, I was an anomaly as a child who was expected to contribute you know, around, not only around the house, we moved out to the country. We were lived on five acres. I can remember being out, <laughs> my parents are listening to this. They're going to be like, oh, that was torture. But I can remember being on the back, like say two, two to two and a half to three acres where we had to, you know, follow behind my dad on the trike with this, picking up big rocks from the soil and putting them onto this trailer. And I was little, I mean, we moved there when I was five and I was really, really young. And, um, but I wouldn't have ever gone to school and been with, with kids that did not have some version of chores as well. So you're saying that the experience you were having was similar to your friend that's sitting next that's to you right. in class. That's right. So I it totally seemed agree. completely normal. Totally agree 100%. Uh, growing up, in, in, I grew up in a neighborhood in Santa Cruz, and I, I remember, yeah, I'm out washing my mom's car and looking across the street and seeing you know, the family and their kids washing their mm -hmm. parents' car, mowing the lawn, uh, all the... All the um, the chores that we had. I remember before we went to go surfing, especially on the weekend, mm -hmm. you would you would wake up in the morning and it was just a given that before I left, and if we wanted to surf at you know 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., it was just a given that those chores had to be done. And there was a lot of times that you know you're up seven in the morning on a Saturday and you and your buddies you're doing your own chores, getting everything done so you can make that bus by 9 a.m. Yep. But also if you're if your buddy up the street was like, oh my God, I got strapped with A, B, and C. You would, okay, I'll help you do that. And yeah. you'd start doing his we'll thing. pitch in, sure. Uh, you'll pitch in to get his done. You'd make the bus, you'd surf. And it, was, it wasn't even a pushback. And, and, and the thing I always remember though with, with, with my best friend's parents was that I remember we all knew we were screwed when um, our moms would get up earlier than us. Mm -hmm. And I remember like in my household, my mom, like I knew that my day was a done deal if my mom had Carly Simon on at, at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday because I would come out there. She'd already be two cups of coffee in and she would just have a list like, Joey, we're going to clean the attic. We're, uh, we're going to mark all of these bags up here. We're going to, oh, and I want that shed painted. Oh, and by the way, you're, and you just knew Carly Simon meant I'm in work mode all day. And and the thing was, there will could, be no surfing for you, me. There's no. But you ready for this? You knew then if you were arguing with them and put mm -hmm. up a fight, what you would just be looked at like, what are you talking about? Right. This is right. what we're doing. Yes. I don't know if that exists now. Tell me about that. So I think. So I think that's exactly what has happened. So to go, I, I don't. Let me try to get my thought together here. So the reality would have been back, and let's just go back as far as my or our grandparents' generation, right? Because um, I ha hear many, many stories from both my both my parents about how their families, I mean, were, you know, had a plot of land and were building from the ground up and everybody just had to contribute. There was no, com there was no room for everybody, anybody sitting on the sidelines and not contributing. And so from the earliest memory, this is what they saw. Everybody was doing the same thing in their families. And that was just everybody's reality that they participated in. It wasn't that they were making a decision that, well, our kids need to grow up with certain values. I really don't believe. It was about survival. And I think that on the flip side, if we bring that right up until today, I think that it's not us saying, 
it doesn't matter to give our kids those values. We're also in our own version of survival mode. And that often means, you know, I mean, in your case, in my case, I mean, here in LA, it's, we're moving at such a fast pace. And whenever possible, we have gardeners, we have housekeepers, we have people that are are doing these things just to keep the, every, the machine running smoothly. Um, and we don't have the bandwidth to be like, you know, not only giving our kids the list of chores, but then follow through. And I think the fact is, unless we consciously make that choice early on. So for all of you listening who still have little ones, by the time a child is three, they are able to receive like little, you know, task-based responsibilities. And here's the thing, they'll be excited about it because it makes them feel like they're big. And if that becomes part of their reality early on, it'll mimic what our grandparents' generation to that in that way of like they just did it because they had to to survive. We maybe have to do it. I mean, ultimately to survive, but in a different way. And if we started, if we if we make that conscious decision early on, our, it'll just become part of our child's reality. Now that this does not remove the challenge that we spoke of a moment ago, which is. When our kid, who we started on little mini chores at three, go to school at five, or when they really start understanding the difference between their homes and their peers at around seven, that they're not going to come home and be like, Bobby doesn't have to do any any chores. Why do I have to do chores? See, right there, when you say that, somewhere along the way, we lost our way on this path. Mm -hmm. Is it because of the activities our kids do now. I hear well, people say all the time, well, my daughter goes to this school. Yes. Uh, she's a college prep student. My son has baseball. Right. My daughter has That's violin. That's their job. We There's no time for exactly. chores. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to say, going back to that bit of research, under whatever, it doesn't mean that it can't be customized to accommodate. So if we as, as parents have made the choice, and most of us do, that our kid has a minimum of one to two extracurriculars, you know, every semester or at a time or whatever. Just different activities exactly. that they're participating. Right. Because and part of that is important because it's a way the way in which outside of academics that we expose our children to different activities that may tap into uh, you know a, a certain passion that they may have just waiting to be awakened, so to speak. Um, so it is important to give them exposure to other things, but where we have this tendency to just overload our kids' schedule, have them moving at the same pace that we are, and we think it's going to be enough to have a nanny involved or a housekeeper involved or a gardener involved to just kind of keep the house running. But when our kids don't feel, it's another way that kids feel a part of a family unit. When they see and they they have an active role in helping that family move through the world or survive in their little space on, on a daily basis. Wow. You know, everything you're saying right there, there's so many thoughts in my mind because I think of all of the helicopter parenting mm -hmm. that all of us do. Uh, some of us more than others. I think of all the activities that the kids have on their plate and basically how if we're ignoring the activity of work at home, mm -hmm. we're really doing a disservice to our kids. But I'll tell you right now and we'll get more into it after the break. I'm so guilty of it. So guilty of it. You're listening to Rad Parenting, Anaya Bogue and Joseph hanging out. We're going to hear from our sponsor back after this. We are back, Rad Parenting, talking about chores, the pluses, the minuses. You said something right before that break that was so true. I really did feel growing up one of the reasons that I did the work that my mom asked me to do was uh, I knew how hard she was working. Mm -hmm. 
And when she came home and I did complete the tasks that she had, she had a lot every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. that she was, you know, genuinely proud and happy. Yeah. Like she almost, you know, was more proud of that than probably any other thing that I was doing. Like, I mean, as far as school goes, mm-hmm. you know, I had to get decent grades, but mm-hmm. I wasn't a star student. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that's right, Joey vacuumed the whole room, started dinner, mm-hmm. got the laundry going, and my son's not afraid to clean a toilet. And don't he? She used to love. You're not better than anybody. You put your hand in there and clean it. And 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 wow. as a kid growing up, uh, I it gave you sort sort of a um, I don't want to say an edge above other people, but it definitely like I wasn't afraid of hard work. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would agree. And I feel like just because you're participating in sports mm-hmm. and you're going to baseball and you're doing all that. It's a that. different muscle. It's a, it is yeah. a different muscle. Yeah. So so I, I guess that's kind of the second half of this episode is how do we kind of get back on track? Because I know right now some of the parents are listening and they're like, well, you know, my kids do do chores. And I know some of the parents are listening and like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we are the family with the cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. We are the family with the gardener and the pool person. And you know what? My kids literally can't put a dish in the sink without yeah. a battle. Yeah. Let's talk to those parents right there. Okay. How do we start? Not no guilt, no judgment. Yep. Uh, How no, do we for start? Sure not. Just so there. For, so first of all, because it's important to me that people make this their own, is if you have not been a, a parent who's been an advocate or has been implementing chores, go just do a little research of your own to make sure that you are on board with this, like for yourself. Um, but I think that there's some really practical things we're talking about here in terms of the effects that the the developmental impact that is going our kids are going to benefit from by having them engage in taking responsibility and have making contributions to the family. When we contribute to something, it's just like when you get, um, you know, we talk about people getting in, getting invested in something, you know, and sometimes that means, you know, even in our scholarships for Real Girl, as an example, we offer scholarships to families who don't have the financial need, but we still require that they pay some some bit of money based on what they can afford so that they have some skin in the game. And that's not to make some financial statement. It's about, that's how, that's what we respond to as human beings. That if we have something invested, we feel invested, which is how kids feel when they make a contribution to their family, even if they're kicking and screaming, you know, half the time, um, it will make a difference in how connected they feel. And, and I think that that affects the dynamics of the different fam- familial relationships, the degrees of, of respect and communication that, that develops. And I think a child's sense of being anchored to their family instead of like searching for that sense of, of being connected to something only through their friends or only through social media or, or whatever. So uh, with all that said, you, you're, everything you're saying rings hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. But the pushback, Anaya. I know. I am so guilty mm-hmm. of, uh, I want the house vacuumed, or hey, can we empty the dishwasher? Yes. Nate, need you to empty the dishwasher. All right, I'll do it in a second. Nate, I'll be right there. Yeah. All of a sudden, and before I know it, I'm asking him to empty it while I'm emptying it. Yes, okay. Because I just don't want the pushback. Right. And so you know what? I, I'm being lazy, I almost feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, so Even I'm, though I'm putting it away. Yes, so I can 100% relate to that. Um, and I'm sure many of our listeners can, Uh, folks. Okay. So first of all, let's just say this. If you currently have little ones, please make note of that. I said 
three, the age of three, is, is and they are excited about it, and that is the time. I believe that there are windows for a lot of things, that I, and I've talked about this before, but get get on get on the train right now because it'll just become part of your kid's reality. If you're listening right now, freaking out, going, exactly what you just said, Joe, look, we've tried, and I don't have the bandwidth to be having this conflict every single day trying to get my kid to do something. I just, I'm, I'm not, get, I'm not pushing for my own well-being. Um, or if you've just never done it, yeah, for I would whatever say, reason, I would say in our household, we're like on a ten being work, 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 mm-hmm. and one being never do anything. We're, we're like a, a, a strong five or six, okay. you know. But I, I want to, I want to help the parent out right now. That's like, oh my gosh, okay. Uh, the ship has sailed and everything you're saying, Joe, I'm dealing with yeah. right now. These kids are 10, 12. Yeah. These kids are 11. Yeah. And I can't get them to follow through on anything. Okay. So um, you need to sit down ideally with your partner. If you're a single parent, sit down with like a close friend who's also a parent because it's just good to have you know somebody to create a plan with. And you are going to have to, it's going to be like labor. <laughs> so for the first, you know, just expect it to take about two weeks to a month because it takes 30, 30 days to create new habits. Um, so that's what I'm basing that on, but it might happen sooner if you're super diligent. Set yourself up for that expectation that for the first 30 days, you are going to get pushback because you are changing a dance. You're changing a rhythm that they have gotten used to. And, and especially if you have kids that have pushed back success, successfully in the past, they are going to expect that sooner or later they're going to break you if they just keep pushing back. And you, if you're expecting it, you'll be able to stay strong. <laughs> Summertime is, is a good time. It, it has certain challenges because it doesn't have the same rigidity of scheduling, but you're doing this while you have a little more bandwidth in order to prepare for this more structured schedule in the fall. And so you need to, as soon as possible, devise a list of chores that need to be done around the house. I would encourage you, especially if you have kids that tend to be less resistant if they feel like they have some say in the plan, I would personally make up a list of chores. This is also going to tap into your child's need for personal agency and say, here's what's up. We are we are all going to have more time and energy. We're going to be nicer to each other. We're all going to be in a happier household if we have a more equitable distribution of the duties that it requires to have this house moving. Um, as a side note, you want to also decide with your partner, do you want to attach an allowance or some sort of payment to the chores? Um, that's a whole other discussion and there are pros and cons. So I would encourage you to sit down and do a little bit of research on the pros and cons of allowance attached to chores. Um, so make that decision and then come up with a list of chores and call a family meeting. So if your kids are six or older, sit down, family meeting, they feel invested, they feel like they have a say, and you're going to say, okay, so you each are going to pick two chores to start with. And don't let, you know, if it's Sally and Bobby, Bobby picks one or Sally picks one and then the other person gets a turn so they're not like one's grabbing the best two and then the other one's left with, you know, lesser options. And you have them pick what they're going to start with. And you should be really clear in the descriptions about how frequently the chores have to be done so that you have them sort of fairly organized. But when giving your kids a say in which chores they're going to take on, and the fact is, I know like even with my brother and I, and Joe, you can probably speak to this about you and your sister, is that we do have different, like I love doing laundry because it's such a great multitasking chore. I can do other things while I've got the wash in. I like the 
the the gratification after of being able to see all the clean clothes and blah blah blah. Um, whereas my brother was much bigger. He loved to vacuum. He, I think he found the noise soothing. Um, Dude, so, I'll tell you right now, I love vacuuming and sweeping. Okay, I'm gonna so, be buried with a broom. Everyone makes fun of me. I love sweeping. I know this I can, about I you. I get up in the morning. I sweep. Like you come into the studio, I sweep. I vacuum. I love yeah. that type of. I don't. I, you know, even in the backyard, all the leaves. I sweep them all up. Then it's done. It looks good. Yeah. Um, that type. It's almost medit meditative. It's, it's yeah. It's meditative like wax on, me. wax off. And I'm mm -hmm. still. You know, even though. I'm at the age I'm now, I still slide back into that 10 year old boy when it comes to, I put music on mm -hmm. and, um, and sometimes I'll even have a cocktail while I clean. And I don't know. I, I, I love just, you know, you, you start and you finish mm -hmm. and you're done and you sit down mm -hmm. and you have that, that moan of like, I clean the house. I yes. have it done. That is what I would love yes. minus the cocktail to share with my kids. Yeah. You know, I would love to have them experience that uh, fulfilling feeling you have yes. when you're done. And so, and, and I want, that's the other thing that I want to speak to here is that although honestly, it's highly unlikely that your kid is going to respond to, so here are the following reasons that we've decided it's valuable for you to do chores. Just use that information for so that you and your partner can really be solid in this about the value and why it's worth pushing through that first, say, 14 to 30 days that are going to be a little gnarly. Um, but think, folks, really, we are, we are developing important muscles in our children when they have responsibilities, ideally that they have had some say in, you know, taking on, um, so that they understand what it feels like to have to push through things when sometimes they don't want to do them, what it feels like to be contributing in a valuable way, what it feels like to have a sense of accomplishment at the end of a particular task. You know, when I talk about, you know, having worked in, in the past for, you know, some just like really, really, really wealthy families, like so well-meaning, both parents coming from families that struggled that had so little, and now their kids do nothing and the kids are so lost. It, it's not going to be enough to just be like, you know, my kid's going to go to a great, you know, college prep school and that's his or her job. And, and I just want them to be able to focus on that and not have anything else. To, that is one set of internal muscles, right? That is really important. There's social aspects. There's, you know, obviously the intellectual benefits, but contributing to a unit is, is, is prep for life in another way that is equally important to academic achievement. It's, it's going to, it's going to help them in forming their own families. It's going to help them work in a healthy way in, in employment situations, um, and, and, and deal with different personality dynamics. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And so if you, need to start first with you and your partner getting on board, making a decision that this is going to be, you know, A, that it's valuable, which I think is going to become evident very quickly, but then B, what, what approach you're going to take with your family, involving the kids, starting as early as possible, and then using the summer to push through some of the bumps so that by the time you get to fall and back to school, which to me always feels like the beginning of the new year, your kids are well uh, rooted in this new routine and, um, and, and everybody's going to be happier. And I would make points of like calling out the difference in everybody's disposition when everybody on the ship is participating. I, I loved how you've really answered the two main questions I had, you know, a, how to get started, mm -hmm. B, what are the, what are the benefits of doing this? Okay. Now I'm gonna throw something right back at you right now. Scenario that will happen. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to do chores? Brian doesn't do chores. 
Xander uh, doesn't do any chores. Why do I have to do chores? Hey, uh, parents of Xander, I just used his name because I know he does do chores. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with like my son's friends. Um, hey, wh- why, why do I have to do chores? He doesn't do them. And uh, then you're like, oh my gosh, he doesn't do them. Right. So meaning to your, that's the yeah, kid's that, friends. Yeah, that's your, that's yes. your kid's, because I'm just saying a lot of parents are going to hear that. Right. Well, what, what's up with this? I don't, why do I have to do this? So-and-so doesn't do chores at his house. Right, and and I would I would I would start with Xander doesn't live here. You do, and this is how we this is how we're rolling now. And 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 you're going to have to trust me on the fact that there are going to be everybody in this house is going to be happier, which you're going to benefit from. If I'm not doing everything because you and your sister are doing nothing, I'm going to be a happier person, and that's going to make this whole family happier. I mean, there has to be some of that for sure. But you're also saying that. Like you said, it takes 30 days. Mm-hmm. I always say it's like, isn't it doing something seven times is when you first, like in a workout, they say seven, that's why you'll we, start to see, you'll start to see it getting easier. So I, yeah. I think the way of saying that is like the first seven days are going to be the hardest and yeah. then you're going to start to see the shifts that are going to make, yeah. get it in motion. Okay. So my, my point being is, is that I feel that if someone does this mm-hmm. that many times in a mm-hmm. row that they will experience the benefit from it. Yes, exactly. And so it, it is, it's really, really important to push through. The other thing about this in terms of, um, you know, yeah, pushback about other, other parents is it's, you're going to have to deal with it because, and you, there's just no way that you're going to be on the same page as every other set of parents. And we're all dealing with pushback on so many different things all the time. Right. And I think we also have to be prepared if need be, if there's a lot of pushback and it's just, it's not, you know, the, the initial sort of higher thinking, calm approaches are not, are not working in terms of just incentivizing through, you need to trust me on this you know, everybody is going to be better for this if we are all contributing. Can you, you know, do you think it's fair that, you know, just talk through all the, try that first, but then be prepared. And this is just my opinion to start creating relationships and associations between privileges and them participating in, in the household. So in other words, you know what, if I have to pay a housekeeper to come in to do blah, 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 um, you know, three times a week to stay on top of this because you and your sister aren't doing anything, then there's there's going to be less money for X, Y, and Z. Like, I mean, there, there's a financial teach, there's a financial teachable moment here somewhere. Like there's all kinds of ways, depending on the age of your child, that you can start by trying to get them on board with understanding why it's important. If they're old enough to ask what that, you know, why would I need to do that? One thing I want to say before we get out of mm-hmm. here that's made a huge difference in our household when we started getting more and more chores into the mix, mm-hmm. and I'll just share this right now, write down what it is that you would like your kid to do. Because yes. I know with my son and with my daughter that when it is written down and they see it right there and it's on the it's on the table yeah. in the kitchen and says, hey, this is what I'd love you to do. This is what I need you to do. And it's three or four different things mm-hmm. and it's right there and there's a pencil where they can check mark it off yeah. and they know once it's done, it's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yep. That right there, I tell you right now, made such a huge difference opposed to me saying to them, I need you to do A, B, and C and, mm-hmm. and expecting them to memorize it or to remember it because... That just wouldn't happen. They would do one chore and then yeah. and it would all fall fall apart after that. Yeah. But so, just the last thing I was going to say too is I really do believe that if you start this process at whatever age, if mm-hmm. they're three years old, like you said, mm-hmm. and you start it there, it's going to be easier for you down the road. If you haven't done it yet, no judgment. I get it. You're just trying to get from point A to point B. Like I always say, you're just trying to keep the lights on in your house, let alone teach your kids work ethic. I get it. With that said, I think, Anaya, you've really laid out 
a good plan that someone can walk away with right now, whether you're listening in your car on the you know jog or whatever, and you're like, hey, you know what? When I get home, I can start putting this into our family's life. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and I think and that last like that last, you know, sort of action step that you offered there in terms of writing it down, I think that that is really important. It should probably there's two parts to that. Have a chore chart. If that is something that works for your family to have that visual as a reminder because most of us as humans if we respond to nagging, we do it like begrudgingly, like, "Oh god, okay, just anything to make you shut up." Um versus we always feel better about things when it's we we feel like we're making the choice to do it. So so uh, creating a little bit of flexibility in terms of like here are the days that these chores need to be done. You can decide if you do it as soon as you get home from school or you do it right after you've done your homework. Like give options whenever possible. Um, and and then the idea of like some of us absolutely have children and it can just also be beneficial like a contract so that there's no he says she says to have very clear outlines of here's what this chore means, leaving little sticky notes or whatever, as opposed to having to constantly engage in that nagging, like, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Because then there's just some natural pushback to the nagging itself as opposed to the even the chore. Absolutely. You know, one thing you mentioned was giving the option, you can do it here, you can do the mm-hmm. chore there. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I'm not the option guy. If you come home, yep. it's like, hey, check it out. Need this done yeah, before now. Fortnite right. happens. So need this done yes. before the movies watch. And you know, honestly, I would say at least fifty percent of kids, and it's probably higher, will respond better um, if they just have that clear. There's not a lot of like time management that they have to be doing because they know it, you've got. 30 minutes within which this thing needs to be done before you can do anything else. And um, and that's another interesting way of, of, of attaching it to the whole privilege thing is not saying, I'm going to take this away if you don't. It's you don't get to do that until, which is a subtle but really important difference. So if you can take it from that that direction instead of the, the removing something um, approach, it will probably be more successful. Okay. I'm going to leave it with this. This is my last thing I'm going to throw at you right okay. now. And I have to, I have to tackle oh, it because if we, if we didn't, I think some parents right now that are listening are like, I love this. I love everything you talked about, but I got to ask you a question. Do, is it bad if I say to my kids, hey, I need you to do these five things and I'm going to pay you 20 bucks? Hey, I need you to do these five things and you can play Fortnite for uh, you know two hours. Hey, I need you to do these five things because you know what? You're part of this family and we all contribute. Those are three different mm-hmm. scenarios right there. Give me your thoughts on that, Anaya Bogue. Bogue. I think that <laughs> we always start with the the third one, which is this is first and foremost about you contributing to this family, um, talking through why that that might be fair, looking for you know analogous situations in their own life that they may relate to, so that you can explain um, the, the the separation of duties or the sharing of duties or whatever. Um, and then I would go from there to, especially once they're old enough. Um, the thing about the money piece is, is it is a, it's, it's a fine line because on one hand you want them to be doing it. I think really ideally for, from this place of like, I, I feel a sense of accomplishment. I feel like I'm co- contributing and that gives me a sense of connectedness with my family. That's the ideal. However, at some point in time, like maybe, you know, maybe the happy medium is you have some base chores, which are your, your contribution chores. And then here are the other optional chores that we can have money attached to them. I like and that. then they're making a choice. Okay. You know what? I need a little money because I really want to get that new video 
video game or I want to get that blah, blah, blah or whatever. And then there's a whole opportunity there for developing responsibility around earning and spending money, which is a whole, you know, it's just icing on the cake in terms of teachable moments that are available here. Great answer. Great episode. Patting ourselves on the back right now. Uh, Got to thank Allison Medellis. Um, for coming in, and um, it looks like we might have like a show producer for a little while. Nice. Uh, she's a friend of ours and known her forever. She's out of Portland, Oregon, so we got to thank her so much. She hit us a bunch of ideas for shows. This was one of them. We touched on it in the past, but I felt like we really covered uh, a wider range of this topic today. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Before we get out of here, uh, any questions or um, ideas for the show that you have, you can hit us at radparenting at gmail.com. One more time on those tickets, sit with the Rad Parenting LA community June 17th at the Improv Father's Day. Bring your dad, bring your husband, bring your partner. Come on out. Uh, I will get you all into the show. Um, I'll pick some winners. Um, from people that email, and you guys can all sit together. It'll be a super, super fun night. Anea Bogue will be in the house. I will. You, she'll sit with you guys, and it'll be super, super fun because Anea is funny as well. I yeah. uh, want to remind all of you, too, anybody that wants to write a review, go to iTunes because that always helps us get more eyeballs on the show. All right, with that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anea Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.